Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of People of Azeroth. Juno here, hosting this deal as usual. This is our little corner of the internet. We are joined today by an actual professional guest. We are joined by someone professionally employed in the industry, uh, someone who's, who has who's written and edited on multiple uh, gaming and tech sites, longtime WoW player, badass shaman, apparently, that's what I've heard, and also allegedly left a bra in a trash can once so we may need to discuss that why did she tell you that <laughs> welcome rebecca welcome to the show thank you for joining yes we may need to discuss that oh thank you for having me Gina. I, ass- I assure you that story is not nearly as spicy as it sounds <laughs> it sounds it sounds completely inappropriate doesn't it as it's taken out of context it's extremely boring <laughs> that's a little reference from our good friend Odaris, fan favorite and friend of the show Odaris there yeah um why don't we talk about world of warcraft how you got started on it so if you go back say 2004 what do you think you were playing or how did you get involved in blizzard games or wow in general 2004 well I, d- I definitely was not playing in 2004 um i i didn't i was a late bloomer i did not start until the very very tail end of wrath of the lich king um a lot oh, of sure. people have super fond memories of wrath um mine are mostly being confused uh i was in college and um i there, there's a guy that i had a crush on and he he I, w- I was friends with him in his friend circle, but I also had a crush on him. And during the summer, him and his friends, um, they were, you know, separated because they weren't all at college together. They were at their respective homes and they played World of Warcraft together. And he decided, their, their little group decided that they wanted to get me and another one of our friends into World of Warcraft that summer so we could all still hang out. And I, wanting to impress this guy, jumped at the chance. Um, and so, <laughs> so I said, yeah. So I started playing and I, I rolled, uh, he, I, I, it was entirely like just based on, I didn't know anything about the game. I'd played MMOs before, right? So I, I played lots of video games before. This was not just totally foreign to me. Um, I'd played like Maple Story. I'd played RuneScape. I'd played a lot of just, you know, different. Oh, you played RuneScape. Yeah, I should have asked yeah, what yeah. your first MMO was, but yeah, we can, we can go to that afterwards. It was RuneScape. Yeah, that, that, that's the answer to that question. Um, so yeah, I, I played MMOs before. Um but I didn't really know anything about World of Warcraft and it was kind of on just like a very different level, right, than those were. And so I just, based on his advice, I asked, you know, what character do I make? And they they played Horde um, yes. and he told me to make a shaman. And I made a Tauren shaman um, because one of the other members of our group was also a Tauren and that way she could kind of like guide me through the early yeah. areas of the game. So I made a Tauren shaman and I didn't know what I was doing and that is my main that is just what i have pl- I've played elemental shaman ever since i ever i have since. played a little bit of other classes before but elemental shaman is just my thing as a result that's, of that. your jam. that's it yeah, i just love it Hell yeah. and that's the same tune you still have the original tune same same tune she's she's jumped servers a few times her name's tandem um she's she started on shattered hand i think and moved to Proudmore, and that's where I did the bulk of my raiding. And right now I'm over on Hygel, but um, now she has a little accent over the A now that goes in like a funny direction, and I can never remember how to actually spell it. But... Oh, to do the alt key thing, you had to do it because someone else had your name over there. <sighs> yeah, I'm so bummed. I check it like every three months or so to see, you know, see if it's somebody. But no, I'll never, I'll never get the original tandem name back. It's a really good name. I was proud of it. 
Oh, God, I know. If you had have known, yeah, you should have, like, when you moved off Proudmore, made an alt with that name straight away. I should have, yeah. That I also want to point out, by the way, that guy doesn't play WoW anymore, um, but I still do. So yeah, I, my, my love of that evolved beyond just trying to impress somebody. It was beyond trying to impress a guy. We have had this story come up now before. with uh, We've had a couple of ladies that have done a similar thing now. So um, still playing the game, though. So yeah. that's good to see. It's transcended transcended a college crush which is awesome yeah. <laughs> it's had its, it's you... had ebbs and flows right like I play I play less now as you know kind of a busy working adult than I did in college and you know at different yeah. points in my life but it's still I still I just keep coming back to it I I've tried to quit a couple times but man I just I just like it it's good yeah I've had some big breaks I had a long-ish break whenever Star Wars The Old Republic came out that was a big that was mm. probably the biggest break I've had since I started playing WoW and that was the exact same time as Cataclysm dude and I was just done I was I was it was there was a number of reasons why I was just done, but then I came back to it and um, I kind of was playing super casual, and now I'm back. To, I'm I'm back to sort of like being real. You know, where you, yeah, ebbs and flows. I'm back to like really loving it now. But I guess yeah. that's partly because of the show and like streaming and everything. It's kind of like changed it. And classic, dude, man, classic has been big for me as well. Yeah, it's kind of, it's funny how it how it changes. You know the way the way you feel about it. You know the different times you come back and the reasons you come back. Like I I I quit at one point at the very end of Cataclysm, um, and that was when I was still playing casually. Like I had never raided up to that point, and I quit at the end of Cataclysm, and I didn't come back until the very end of Missa Pandaria. And Missa Pandaria is now my favorite expansion. Like I am so sad that I missed the majority of that while it was happening live, but I played through that whole expansion. I played because that was, there was a really long gap between the end of Missa Pandaria yeah. and Warlords of Draenor. So there was plenty of time to do that. And I, I did everything. Like I went back through and did every old raid. Um, I was like part of this group that was trying really hard to get the, um, oh, I, I, I it was whatever the equivalent of ahead of the curve was back then. I think yeah. it was, because that was that was when they had like flex rating and there were like the weird different tiers or stuff. But we were all very bad at rating and we were all trying really, really hard to get ahead of the curve, like right before um, the yeah. the patch went live and we no longer had access to it. We didn't make it, but we were like rating at like midnight that night, watching the, yeah. the server clock like tick down. Like, oh, no, just one more pull, one more pull. That close to it? Holy yeah. shit. But we didn't get it, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I've gotten oh. many more ahead of the curve since then. Now, I was going to ask it later, but it's topical now. Is in I'm not sure if you're aware of all of the things that's going to happen in Shadowlands, but one of the things we're having a level squish and also a hopefully a cohesive story and an opportunity to make the old content relevant again in a leveling way. So we should have the opportunity to pick a former expansion and level through that in its entirety with a story making sense. Now, which one do you think, off the top of your head, do you think you have an expansion that you would love to level through and see all of it in a kind of relevant way? Um, I mean, I think like Mists is the one that I, I jumped to immediately just because I think like that's just beautiful and I love it. But I don't know. I've, I have thought, I, I'm so glad they're doing this. I think that this is probably like the best decision that Blizzard could have possibly made for the longevity of World of Warcraft at this point. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it's like too late, but I I, I don't think it is. I, I think they're going to make it, but it, it's such a good idea because I mean, I mean, you know, this like, like Cataclysm on has just really, really fucked up. Like, so much of the content to the point where it makes no sense. Like they have that screenshot that gets passed around from their BlizzCon presentation where it's like, wait, who's the war chief? We don't know. It's like three different people, depending on, you know, where you're at in the leveling cycle. I would love to play through 
whatever remains of the vanilla content or the cataclysm content. And I want to see what they do with it because there are some areas like, like the barons I know and like other places that have been changed. Cause I, so when, when I first leveled my, my character, like when I first leveled tandem, um, I leveled her through on basically the vanilla content, right? Like yeah. it had been tweaked a little bit, but it was Lich King. Like all that world was still there. And I have yeah, leveled. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, and I've leveled characters since, but, you know, as, as Blizzard has rightfully pointed out, you know, you just sort of burn through areas right now. Like it doesn't, it's a little better now, but you don't you don't really get to see it. You don't really get to feel it. So I I've seen all the end game cataclysm stuff, but I haven't seen like a lot of the changes that have happened since yep. then. And so I'm I, I'm kind of curious. Like I, I I don't know. Like it's really hard for me to put in. I, I love raiding. I love playing my main my main character. I have like one or two alts that I play sometimes. It's really hard for me to put in the time now to level a whole character from start to finish. But I think yep. if I did that, that would be the way that I would go. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually super excited. Like, there's a lot of things with Shadowlands. A lot of the endgame stuff doesn't really get me excited, and the Covenant system, all that stuff, it doesn't really do it for me. But I'm I'm really excited to see the leveling experience, like, make sense again. Uh, so I'll definitely, whenever it drops, I'll definitely going to roll a fresh tune and maybe get we'll get a little guild together and um, pick one expansion and kind of do go through it together, I think. And off the top of my head, I'm thinking Wrath. Like, I really am thinking of doing it through Wrath. Like, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but it's the same thing. Like, Mists, I've, all I've ever done with Mists is as I was leveling up through it, and you do, like, one and a half zones, you've out-leveled that bit onto the next thing, you know? And same thing with even with Warlords. I did the same thing. I just leveled a little bit and, and out of there just to get to endgame. So I think it's a really good move what they're doing. Oh, Mist has some really good payoffs. I hope you do. I hope you do miss. So a couple of the zones, the very, very ends of those zones, like I think the Claxi zone, especially like a few of them have just yeah. really, really good payoffs, if I remember right. So it was just the pandas. Like I, I keep getting caught up on the pandas. I just, um, I don't like pandas, dude. That's still a big thing for me. That's fair. I think, I think the <laughs> thing that I love about Mist, aside from the fact that it's just beautiful and the music just, oh, right to the heart. Um, it, it has this. The, the pandas kind of lend this this humor to it. It's a little more lighthearted, but also I think that that expansion had some of the higher stakes of and, and higher stakes and more cohesive stakes than maybe any of the other expansions. Like it's it's back to fighting old gods, but it's in this very particular way. And it brought like the, the, um, the faction conflict back in, but it was when it wasn't just this tired thing that we were all exhausted by. I just, I feel like it, they did a lot of really good storytelling things. Well, in that expansion that they really haven't quite done well since. Um, and there was some real darkness in it too, wasn't oh, yeah. there? Yeah. And it was, it was good. And I think, I think that's where the pandas like got me. Right. Because they, they are kind of goofy and, and silly and some of the questing was ridiculous and you're like fighting giant carrots and who cares. But it, it did kind of, you know, it, there was like a grounded element to it, right? Like you were protecting these happy, innocent people whose lives got messed up because you showed up. And yeah. I, th- there was, there was some meaning to that. And I, I thought, I thought that was a good, that expansion had a lot of good things balanced in it that I just, oh, I miss, I miss. I, I was talking to um, to Demi about this just before on the previous show that um, it seems like with Shadowlands, like this is like I'm not a game developer, but it seems like they've got a huge amount of work to do. Like this is a massive undertaking what they're doing in Shadowlands, isn't it? It's it's way beyond a normal expansion of just releasing a new zone and a new gear system. This is a huge like this is game changing like Cataclysm, isn't it? Yeah, my 
my kind of, this is based off of nothing that I actually know. This is just based off like things that I read, right? Like my understanding is they have, you know, kind of multiple separate teams, right? And they have like a team that's working on the next expansion, like two expansions later, basically. And so it sounds like they've had these kinds of things in mind for quite a while now. And I just, just wild speculation. I know a lot of people aren't super happy with battle for Azeroth right now and kind of how it's played out in terms of, you know, it felt like it promised a lot up front and then didn't really deliver on the other end. And I, I would never, I'm, I, I'm not at all going, I, I do not think like, I'm not doing the developers are lazy thing. These people work very hard and they make a wonderful game. Yeah. I do think that when you have a limited amount of resources and you know that, you know, one thing that you've made maybe isn't going to be quite as just lustrous as you wanted it to be. It makes sense to devote resources to the next thing. Um, yeah. I think that that's like a smart decision. So that's, that's me, you know, like, make making things up speculating based off you know what we've seen but I, I i mean i think that makes sense like if if they're really just sort of putting a lot of eggs into the particular basket of shadowlands the and the only thing i would add to that is that i think that i think you're right that they probably did have the shadowlands uh thing kind of that their idea of where they were going to go next fleshed out probably a long time but i think that some of the classic elements that are being added now i think that is probably coming off the back of the wow classic success that they would have seen initially the hype up to it so i think level cap to 60 um you know and some of those the paladin auras rogue poisons etc all those classic things coming back um i think that is leveraging a bit of the harnessing some of the success from wow classic which has been hugely successful hasn't it yeah i mean you're i I think you're absolutely right i think they've i think they've even said as much just about like a few specific things like i don't know there's like a hunter ability or something that they're like oh yeah everybody loved this in classic and we want to bring it back and i think they've said too that like some of the community elements um yes yeah, yeah, that's definitely the big thing in classic is the is the social the kind of thing and the and the community. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of it at the moment, but one of the biggest things that's going on in WoW Classic right now, the hottest thing that's on on stream and uh, in the discords is the hardcore challenge that people are doing, which is kind of like an Iron Man mode. It's kind of like Iron Man in retail, um, but it's in classic, and it's just completely community made content. And I mean, the Discord is such a fast growing Discord. There's a thousand people in the Discord. It's people streaming it like crazy. Everyone's doing it. And it's it just shows like that's the kind of thing. Yes, Iron Man still goes on in retail, but to have these huge like server-wide kind of events now uh, that spawns out of nothing from people on Discord, I just think it's amazing. It's still doing it 15 years later, This uh, the community spirit, you know? Yeah, I haven't I haven't actually heard about any of that. That's really cool. I I played Classic when it came out quite a bit and then I got busy and I fell away. I think I will probably come back to it because I did genuinely enjoy it. Um but I think I you know, I'm I'm going to eat my words on this one. I really thought I thought that Classic was going to end up being a flash in the pan. I thought that it was going to come out and everybody was going to flock to it and freak out, which they did. And then I thought that within like a month, everybody would be gone. And I think a lot of people thought that. A lot of people thought, oh, yeah, vanilla. It was a disaster. Nobody liked it. It was buggy as hell. It was really hard. It took forever to level up. There was nothing to do at the end game once you beat the raid. Like, why would anyone want to go back to that? It turns out people do. And I I am surprised and delighted. And I I, I hope that the the kind of 
fervor around while Classic gives Blizzard a little more energy and a little more resources and a little more feedback to maybe do some things with retail while that they maybe couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, and I think they should. We were talking about it just before as well. Um, they should embrace like, so this, the hardcore challenge at the moment, um, just some of the basic rules, just give you an idea. Is it, so it's basically, it's a no death run. If you die, you delete the character. So it's no death is the big thing. Yeah. So it's heartbreaking when you do that. Oh my God. People are all doing Fs in the chat and everything. It's it's funny. But um, you if you die, you delete. No trading, no help from anybody, no grouping in the open world, no auction house, no mail. Um, and that's, that's the main thing. It's kind of like a solo thing. You can craft any um, professions are allowed and talents and everything are allowed. So it's kind of just, you know, you do it yourself. You can craft things. You can buy from vendors. Um, now, the difficulty is that in retail, when people are doing Iron Man runs and everything, they are able to access like the API, whatever it is, so that you can see whether someone has has died during a run and, you know, you've got actual evidence of it. At Classic, it works different. So there's no way to verify except if you record or stream the whole run. So for it to be a verified level 60 hardcore tune, people are streaming and recording these runs. And when the time comes, it's going to be peer reviewed. People are going to review all of that game footage and see if you broke any of the rules and then you'll be a verified 60. But if, which is obviously a huge amount of work to have to yeah, do. Yeah, wow. Isn't it? Um, I mean, especially for someone who's slow, who levels so slowly like me, it'll be hundreds of hours of content. Um, but people are willing to do it. Nobody's hit 60 yet, but people are willing to do it. But if imagine if Blizzard just embraced that and if they said, right, okay, well, it's an easy thing for us to do with Classic is if we made, what if they made a hardcore server and you just implemented those things into the game. Well, all you'd be doing is disabling functions, disable mailbox, disable auction house, disable, you know, resurrection. And people could just go straight in and play that. And it would, if you made it to 60, it would be verified without having to record it. They could do that easily if they just sort of, I think if they liaised with the community a little better with stuff like that, um, it would work really well and benefit them. It makes me think it's it's been interesting to watch. So I am I am not a bit big on traditional esports. Um, that's not something that I am usually interested in. But um, you know, in recent years, World of Warcraft has started. Blizzard started you know doing these like mythic dungeon invitationals um, and things like that. And that is a kind of like competitive community like gaming kind of thing that I had never considered. I had always thought of, you know, esports as like, you know, Overwatch and League of Legends and things like that. But, you know, dungeon competitions, that's something I'm interested in. That's something that I can understand. And it's been cool to watch them kind of embrace that. I know recently the community has started, you know, they they've started actually live streaming the world first race for the raids. And that's yes. really cool. And I kind of wish we would see a little bit a little bit more Blizzard support and backing behind that. Um, but it's been interesting to see them kind of tiptoe around the the very unique ways in which communities are pulling together to do kind of like competitive things um, because, because MMOs don't work like, you know, any other game, right? Like you can't, you can't be competitive. You, there's PVP, obviously. That's like the very obvious competitive mode for, for an MMO. Um, but you can be competitive in games like this in ways that you can't be competitive in other games. And Blizzard has jumped on board some parts of this and then is kind of staying far away from others. And I would, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I would love it if they would just kind of embrace all these like weird facets of their community. Like this Iron Man thing sounds like really stinking cool and absolutely, like I would, I don't know, like you can't, I, I wouldn't like sit there and watch, you know, days and days and days of streams of this, but I, I would be interested in things like highlight reels or yeah, I don't know, people, like, 
keep yeah. the clip highlights and the death. The death clips and the highlights are, are really good. So close calls or people getting excited about like a like a green a green drop, like an item drop. People get so yeah. excited about you know, and then de- uh, yeah, highlight reels taking down a, a boss or close calls and stuff. And it make it really makes for the surprisingly makes for really interesting stream content, and it changes the way that you play the game. So it's it's something that's happened organically, but it's just it's really cool, and it's made me think because one of the things I always ask people on the on the show here is for the future of classic, like in a post Naxxramas state, will it be what's the logical progression into you know Burning Crusade servers? Or there was talk for a while of Classic Plus, which I think is um, I think is is definitely not going to happen. But I think if the game stays in its current state, if Classic stay if classic stays just as vanilla i think people will come up with those other ways now to 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 enjoy the game i mean we haven't even had all the content roll out and we've already got this kind of thing happening now that's that's sort of reinvigorated it for people i think that's awesome yeah i think that's such an interesting question it's one that like i don't know that there's a right answer to right like do, do you add burning crusade do you keep moving or not because not adding Burning Crusade does, I mean, yeah, of course, the community will invent its own content. They will come up with new things. I imagine even, you know, Blizzard, if they decide that they're just, they say, okay, we're just going to leave it at, at Vanilla, we're not going to go any further than we've gone with like Naxxramas and things like that. Um, like, even if they said that, I think they would be, they would have to, because of the success of WoW Classic, right, they are now basically obligated to keep this thing going and if they didn't find some kind of creative way of keeping it moving then they would they would be wasting all that potential and all that i mean all that money that they need um so 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 it's such an interesting problem and i i don't know what the right answer is because obviously if you add burning crusade that starts begging okay do we add wrath of the lich king do we just keep do we just basically make a new world of warcraft and just keep on going like several expansions behind like you couldn't do it, like, but that's it. I mean, I, the other thing, if they do Burning Crusade, then people say, well, they're going to do Wrath because if you look at the numbers, that was at the time the highest subs ever was in Wrath. But then it's like, are we going to have a situation? You're going to open Battle.net and have Classic, BC, Wrath, BFA, like four versions of the game running on top of the PTRs and shit. It's, it seems crazy. Like, I don't think that will happen. No, I don't think. I mean, I think that Wrath is the natural cutoff too, because Cataclysm is the one that just turned everything kind of upside world, down, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so like I, at, least, at least if you're know. playing in Wrath, then you're still playing kind of the original game. But the yeah, original. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. That's such a hard choice. I'm so interested to see what they decide. Like, I, I, I want to just like find after after they make whatever decision they make. I want to just like grab one of the Blizzard like executives and be like, okay, tell me why. Like, what? I have to know what the process was on this because this is hard. Like, I do not know what the right answer is. My theory, this was my tinfoil hat theory from a couple of weeks ago, that I think that Blizzard are going to try and do a blend of just to try and blend all versions of the game. And I think they're going to try and just have one game because they've, they've always said this, that they want to just have one game they're working on. And I think we'll have Classic that stays there just as Classic. And I think that whatever retail will end up being Shadowlands, it will continue to, I think they're going to unwind a lot of the systems, a lot of the things that has alienated a lot of the classic player base and try, and they're now making um, BC and Wrath and all those other expansions relevant in that modern game. I think they're going to try and just get the player base back into their main game, which is the monetized version of the game with the cash shop and, you know, um, the WoW token and all of those things. So I think it'll be a case of trying to, trying to please both camps and probably end up not really pleasing them or end up somewhere in the middle and, you know, losing a few people on either side, maybe. 
Yeah, I think it's hard no matter what you do, right? Because every every expansion, I mean, even even like Warlords of Draenor has its fans, right? Like every expansion has people that loved some element of it. And if you do kind of unwind all that, you end up you end up having to make compromises, right? Like like we talk about um the 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 weapons like in Legion, like the artifact weapons. Those were cool. Everybody freaking loved those. They are extremely irrelevant now. They're basically in the trash. If you go back through that Legion content, you get this weapon and then you immediately discard it, you know, 10 levels later or five levels later or whatever it is. I can't remember. Um, like that that whole system right there is unique to that expansion that stays in that expansion. But if you do some kind of thing where you sort of fold everything into itself, then that whole system just vanishes entirely. And what do you do with it? Like, like there, there's all these little bits and pieces from across all of World of Warcraft that have been relevant at one time or another. And there's still just tiny pieces of them embedded in the game in, in weird spots. And I can't imagine just the, the amount of work it would take to sort of iron all about. So I have in my inventory, so I, like I said, I play an elemental shaman. I have in my inventory on my character, a gray item. Um, it's a, it's a totem. Oh, what to I should actually know this. I don't look at it very often, but I have a totem yeah. in my inventory and it does nothing. It's just a gray. I think I could sell it for like a couple of copper if I wanted to. Um, but it is, <laughs> it is a leftover totem from when shamans actually had to like have items in their inventory that were totems and drop their totems on the ground and that you had to have that item in order to do it. Um, I, oh, it's uh, the totem of the earthen, earthen ring. That's right. It's the one that Thrall gives you from a quest. I still have it because Blizzard just never deleted it. They downgraded yeah. it to like this gray and you can't get it anywhere else. Like I could, if I deleted it, I could never get it again. And that's why I keep it because it's just like this weird holdover. But right, like there's just all these weird like little fragments all over the world. And they, they could range from like little gray items to the like... I don't know, like quest items that you pick up or like weird, weird bits of things that you get from dungeons or like currency. Like there's just so many bits. Wow is, wow is big. Wow has gotten so big. It's just like sprawling and has all these weird, it's like its own old God. It's got all these tentacles. Um, it's, it's really hard to like put it yeah. all together. I, they have so many hard decisions to make. And I, I, I I do get cynical along with everyone else when they come out with a new expansion and it's not what I want it to be. But I also just have like infinite sympathy for the people who have to take this giant sprawling tentacle mass of a game and like make a new expansion on top of it that not only makes sense with everything they've done before, but is also like sufficiently new. Like that, that must be so hard. My God, this level uh, squish is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, in terms of level, I'm so interested with level squish to see what the numbers actually end up being. So, like, if a tank has 400k health now, for example, what will an end game tank have? Like 4k. Like in classic at 60, you have like four to six k health as a tank, right? People are getting excited about two k hits and two and a half k crits like that. So it'll be so interesting to see what it will be, and then also um, how a 60 in retail compared to a 60 in classic. What's going to happen to the old? What's going to happen to the old raid bosses? So, like, if the equivalent level, so if if 120, 120 is actually equivalent level to 50 now, right? Mm -hmm. So level 60 is somewhere around 25. So it will be funny to see, like, what a level 25 Anixia, level 25 Rag, yeah. you know, like 2K health, dude. What's it going to be like? It's going to be hilarious, isn't it? 
so funny, these little numbers. Yeah, well, it's going to be funny, too, because I they have done – I mean, this is the most dramatic level squish they've ever done, right? Like, they, they are condensing everything from 1 to 60. This will be, like, nothing we've ever seen before. But also, they have done stat squishes in the past. Yeah. And they, they liked – you know, Blizzard likes to say, you know, we know these numbers are getting out of hand. We don't like these giant numbers. We need smaller numbers so people can actually, like – like it's easier to conceive of, like, a 1,000 as opposed to, like, several million, right? Um, but every time they do that – they start the new expansion and the numbers just immediately get away from them. Like in the first five minutes, your numbers are just like you equip a piece of gear and all of a sudden you're just like you were working in the thousands and now all of a sudden you're in the hundred thousands and it's just like way up there. Well, it does. I, it goes it goes exponential. Like if you see the graphs of like the pa- sort of power graph or DPS graph, it's like it goes really, really it's slow across the like across the bottom, like when you're seeing the level or through the expansions. And then like as the level goes up, it just goes crazy. Like it's a vertical climb on a graph of how the power levels are going. And you just think and then when they you try to extrapolate that to the next expansion, it just goes nuts. And we well, when was the highest? I think it might have been Legion. Was it Legion or going into Legion? And shit was into the millions. It was into the millions DPS, you know? I, so, I haven't I feel Instinctively, like it was really high at the end of Pandaria too, but I could be making that up. Yeah, I, I, maybe it was then. No, I, yeah, think, I think that's... Pandaria was like one stat squish, and then the end of Legion was another one. I don't yeah. know if Pandaria quite hit the levels of Legion though. I I don't know. Shit, it was out of control. It was out of control. But like My you said, you had... was out of control. I don't know about everyone else's. <laughs> and it gets back there. You do. You're right though. You do end up back there real easy. Now, what do you think at the moment in um, BFA? The corrupted gear. What do you think of the end game gear system? I've got my own thoughts, but I'd like to hear yours. Uh, I'm kind of bored, um, <laughs> honestly, and I, I I feel bad for being a little bit bored. Um, I so I, I you know I've said before I play I play a little more casually right now. Like I, I raid a couple times a week with a group on Hygel. Um, I've been traveling for work a lot, so I haven't been playing like as much. So I haven't had a ton of time to engage with the system. Um, I haven't gotten any corrupted gear yet, and that's not from a lack of trying. Okay. Um, I'm, no, I've got a couple pieces, but yeah, a couple pieces, I, but not. I have not, been yeah. I have been wildly unlucky with the corrupted gear. Wow. Just like I have, because I've cleared I've cleared normal multiple times. Like I've cleared a couple heroic bosses. I've been doing the visions. Um, I've done like several rounds of like quests um, in Old Doom and in the Ve- in the Vale. Um, I. I've gotten like a pair of bracers, I think that were corrupted and they were terrible. So I threw them away. Like <laughs> I, I just have not like, everyone's talking about infinite stars and all this other stuff. And I've got like this guide open on my other screen, getting ready. I'm like, okay, give me some corrupted gear. I'm eager to see like, okay, what does it do? What do I need to like, do I need to send my character? What's going to happen? And then every time I just get a normal piece of gear or a piece of corrupted gear, that's the item level is so far below what I'm wearing right now that it's just, it's, it's been like rendered obsolete by the fact that I've been doing rating. And I know, I know that if I did, if I like put in a lot more effort, like if I played like very consistently, like on a daily basis and like really pushed like those, um, like pushed the visions or did like, I don't know, just something else. Like I could probably get some really good corrupted gear, but it's, it's at a skill level that I'm able to keep up with what I need to be able to do just by going to raid every week. And that to me is kind of boring. Like, I don't know. I wish, I wish there were, 
I kind of miss in Legion where there was just freaking gear everywhere. Like yeah. it was just like raining gear all the time. I know, I know <laughs> that's like easy mode for people, but I could just like hop up to a to a world boss once a week and get something that was at least sort of useful to me, and that was cool. But I, I, I admit I have not been playing like as much as I probably could be, so that may be a skewed perception. It's it's a grindy patch. It's a grindy patch, though, this one, I think, 8.3. It seems grindy endgame now. I mean, I think it was... I think BFA is being a little grindy already and a little alt-unfriendly yeah. in terms of the neck piece and, and Azerite gear and stuff. Now we're into neck, Azerite, cloak, corruption combo and shit that's not account-wide. It's... It's so gr- if you've got tunes, even two or three, it's so grindy to go through and get the cloak and do it and these damn visions and pages and everything. It's But it's, it's grindy it's a- for like optimization, right? Because like I said, I'm I'm logging on to raid like twice a week and then I'm logging on like maybe one other night to do just like other little housekeeping chores kinds of things, you know, like a vision, something else, like a dungeon, whatever. Um just by doing that, like I am no, I'm not the top DPS in my raid, but I'm I'm like keeping up. I'm doing fine. And I don't need a bunch of corrupted gear to be fine. I'm sure if I was like trying to do like mythics or, you know, do doing like higher level content, it would matter. But just to sort of like, you know, hit kind of like the normal level that I would expect to be just sort of riding the tide in this expansion. I don't need any of this stuff. Yeah. But it's re- and it's really hard to get. So it's just like there's not a lot of incentive for me to go after it really hard. I don't know. I think that I think that's what's tripping me up. Like everyone's talking about all these cool effects, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad that you have this like effect that seems really cool. Also, you apparently have these weird shadows that chase you okay randomly and then blow up on you and do a bunch of damage and then the healers get mad at you i don't have that problem i don't have any cool effects but also i'm like in the top five on our meters and it's like fine so i think it's an interesting (laughs) i think the concept of the corrupted gear itself by itself is interesting you have it's the risk reward like you're just saying of if you stack too much corruption it's kind of like having someone who's you know really talented but kind of kind of like um you know maverick and top gun like a little (laughs) really good but like kind of risky it's like that um but what i what i don't like with it is that it's those effects i think they're just op i think they're way too op and when you see some of the um you see some of the logs and the the damage meters and it's like some people are getting 50 60 percent of their dps is coming from corrupted passive effects that you have no control over you don't even press a button it's just a passive effect and you're getting 50 percent of your raid dps from that that seems crazy to me well shoot i've been out i've been out of raid for a couple weeks because i've been out of town i'm gonna come back i'm coming back tonight um you know after we record this podcast maybe i'm gonna come back and everyone's got their whatever if people have got that shit dude definitely hit me maybe, on twitter maybe, if, maybe, I'm, maybe i'm talking myself up too much maybe everybody got their corrupted gear finally and i'm gonna be at the bottom of the pack again i guess i guess maybe i need to do some visions yeah i think it's cool i just think it's too much i think it's too much i don't think you should because at what point like if you've got that imagine if you wanted if that's doing 50 percent. if you're a good player and you're getting say a 50 dps boost from your gear you could be just a terrible player then or someone just basically afk watch the Mandalorian while you're raiding and just let your gear do the work for you. I just think that's, that's crazy. It shouldn't happen that way. Um, and then having said that, this is all rental gear. We've got this for a few more months. Yeah, yeah. And then when 9.0 comes out, that's all going away. And it'll be think, interesting to see. Do we think it's going to be a few months? Like, it, well, really? Is it coming out in the fall? 
it's going to be between it's going to be between the end of August and the end of November, isn't it? Oh, it I mean, be... I, you're right. Like I, I know that's the kind of timeline they've given, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Also, it feels simultaneously like way too long to sit in this last dungeon or this last raid, but also really short compared to other turnarounds. Well, it is. It's a there is a content void. There is a content void between now and Shadowlands, yeah. isn't there? If yeah. there is, if we've got, if there's five months of this, say there's five months being really optimistic. So between five and shit, not five and eight months, I guess. Um, it's it's a long time. If it was eight months of just doing eight yeah, three, true. that's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's I a know. long time. I just time. still think of like when, weren't we in like Siege of Orgrimmar for like a year and a half or something? I think four, 14 or 16 months, I think was the longest. I think that was 14 months, I think, or 16 months. That's a fucking long time, wasn't it? It's a really long time. I think I just compare but, everything. I think Warlords of Draenor 2 was a really long one. I don't know. Maybe I just like compare everything to that. Yeah, that was that was a long time too. That was it. People bleed. There was bleeding subs like crazy. There wasn't it. Yeah, um, my guild also hasn't finished this raid yet, though, on heroic. So we've we've so got some that. time. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with taking some time. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I've just got. I'm I'm just on my soapbox a little bit about the fu- the damn the power of the corrupted gear. I think it's no, too it much. I don't wild like- to add just this whole new gear mechanic on the last patch. Yeah. Yeah, a, I know. And then an they expansion. say it's not, yeah. Like, this is the kind of thing I would expect to be, like, at the beginning of an expansion and then, like, have some kind of, like, low-level... This is what... This is, like, what they talked about. This is kind of what they said the Heart of Azeroth would be, right? Like, they said it would be, like, small stuff at first and then it would ramp up over the course of the expansion yeah. that it never actually did. Um, never seemed but, to really do much, the, the, the Heart of Azeroth. Never really seemed no. to do much, did it? No, it never did anything. <laughs> it's like I get I get like a what like a couple more stamina every few item levels or something. Yeah, that's it. I I do like the risk reward thing. I've got a, I think it's yeah. either a trinket or it's an azurite power on. I've got an arcane mage that I play on, and one of the I think it's one of the azurite things or it's a trinket. That what it is, um, it's the same thing. It's this was before the corrupted gear came out, and what happens is randomly you'll get like this kind of ghost will appear. And if you if you run over and just run through the ghost, he'll give you a, a buff. Like um, I can't remember what it is, but it's a power increase buff anyway. And that stacks up to five times. Now, if he procs and you don't run through him, he'll remove one. So it's like it's a risk reward thing that, especially as you as a like as a mage, like I'm sitting down there like a turret, like not moving, and then I'll see it. I'm like, damn, do I risk going for this thing? Or it's like in a tricky spot. It's over near like if you're in a raid or something. It's over near fire. It's like, oh man. So it's like it makes you think. It adds a little more spice to it, which is cool. Um, I love but- that. I love the idea of it. I had a that sounds like there there was a trinket. I think in a. Uh, uh, Ashara's palace or something where it, it's not quite the same thing but it would like you would use it and it would shoot like a wave or something out at whatever you were targeting and then the wave would boomerang back and if it came back and you you let it hit you you got a buff and if you, it it was cool because like you you normally don't have to think about it right like you're normally standing in one spot and it just always comes back to you so you don't have to worry about it but you have to think about it you can't proc it right before you move and sometimes yeah. that happens and you and you do it on accident you're like wait no i didn't think this through I, I i like i think that they are being a little more creative in kind of how things like trinkets and and like weird like abilities and stuff like that proc and stuff and how how you use them and how you personally move as opposed to the rest of the raid like that is one of the things i 
I like the corrupted effects in spite of themselves. I think they're terrible. I literally never want to have to deal with them. Also, it is hilarious when someone in my raid just takes like a gajillion damage from nowhere and we're like, what happened to you? And they're like, oh yeah, my... I stood in this eye thing that appeared just for me. Like, like, that's great. That's so funny to me. I love that we now have to make personal decisions on top of raid decisions. All of this is so clever. Why is it happening like now and in the very particular way that it's happening? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. It, I mean, I guess in some ways, perhaps it's testing. It's testing everyone's 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 reaction to it as potentially as a future gear system in a different way i mean we know the corruption won't be around forever and not in 9.0 but whether there's something like that um but i i think i suspect that what we're going to see in shadowlands and going forward i think we're going to see you know addition by subtraction as josh had said when he was on here just take some things away and actually improve it i think we're going to see the streamlining of it of it you know at the moment it's a it, the gear system is so bloated. The only thing they can do is remove things or just fresh start again. There's way too much going on. The heart, the neck, the cloak, the damn Azerite. There's there's so much, isn't there? I do. One, one piece of nonsense that I do want back. I really want tier gear back. I miss... Yes. my tier sets. Yes. Uh I think I think that plays into kind of what we we're talking about too about like having having some sort of like element of personal like procs and personal personal choice that's like the blizzard line, right? Um right, but like you you have like a specific effect that you're going for. Um you have a specific look that you're going for. I miss you know the whole class identity thing. I miss that. Like god, I miss tier gear. Tier gear was good. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Tier gear was good. Everybody loved that. Set bonuses, dude, just simple set bonuses, things to work towards, end game goal, and just less less things to 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 try and min-max and optimize. It's just I don't know, it's especially for someone as a casual player or if you're or or coming back to it. Imagine how daunting it is to get to end game and it's like, oh well, you gotta get your neck, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta essences and everything. It's it's a lot to to consider. Whereas if you can just put your set your eye on on a on a gear set like that it's 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 got to be better a lot of people agree with you a lot of people do yeah it's such a difficult balance i think like having to design a game that has a lot of content that people who want to play a lot want to pursue while also making that game accessible to people who just want to log in a couple times a week where they don't feel behind like i don't that, that that gets into kind of the weird thing where some people are like, well, it should be very difficult. Only the only the best sh- stuff should be reserved for you know the people who play really hardcore. But also, I do believe that games should be accessible to people, and maybe not every like I mean, yeah, maybe not everything. Maybe there should be specific rewards for obviously there should be specific rewards for doing you know the, the most difficult things and yeah. you know accomplishing you know <laughs> you know overcoming great challenges, right? But I do think that you know the majority of content should be accessible by most people and. Um, I, I, that's hard to design for. I don't. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. No. Agreed. It is. It's a. It really is a challenging job. I mean, it's easy for armchair commentators for me to sit around and shit on what Blizzard are doing, and especially yeah. for the for the devs. But like, it is. It's a very challenging job that they've got. Um, one other final piece of negativity that I would like to talk about is: uh, Did you hear the news of the um, WoW token? The WoW token coming to um, WoW Classic in the Chinese markets. No, I didn't hear this. What happened? Yeah, so this has been one of the biggest things is we obviously have the WoW token in retail and it works fine. Yeah. The economy's adjusted to it. I have absolutely no issue with it. Um, in WoW Classic and Vanilla, the economy is much more delicate 
And it was one of the biggest things that people sort of campaigned for at the start was to make sure there was no WoW token. We don't need it because the subscription is tied to retail, to BFA anyway. So if if people have gold in, in retail, you could buy a WoW token. It gives you a subscription for both. Um, the economy would be really, really damaged um, if it came to classic. Now, they're bringing it into China. They say it's only China now. But, I mean, it seems like the top of a slippery slope to getting the WoW token across all markets. And it may happen at the end of the content. I think it, it will happen one day, definitely. Whether it happens before we get through all the content, or I don't know. Um, but And I can see it from Blizzard's point of view, especially the execs and people who don't play the game. Um, the bean counters would be looking at it going, yeah. guys, we're not monetizing this game. We've got millions of people playing. It's not monetized. The subscription's yeah. free. With Subscription's free. We didn't charge for the game. We don't have a cash shop. There's only server transfers is the only thing that's there, and that's limited anyway. Um, so I can see that it's not really monetized, but I, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really damaging. I think it's going to upset a lot of the community if they bring that in. That is that is going to be a really interesting one to see how that ends up interacting. I'm, I'm trying to like wrap my head around this, right? Because you like you could yeah. potentially like buy a token in one game. And then, like, I, I don't know, like, sell it in the other. I mean, maybe not. That's not maybe not how it works. But like, I don't yeah, know. I, well, I, mean, feel, I feel like those economies would like feed off one another in a very particular way. Even if there wasn't any way to specifically like transfer one way to it to the other, I'm sure they would. But let it you, still like, would. No, you're right. It still would. But I mean, and things like the the great challenges. Some of the classic has got limited content compared to BFA compared to retail. Right. Yeah. And some of those challenges are saving up to get an epic mount, a thousand gold. It's a huge amount in classic. Now, if you can just buy WoW tokens and say they were, I don't know what they'd be. Let's just say that you'd get 200 gold for one WoW token. Um, a lot of people are just going to buy them, not have to grind through and get the mount. I think it then it it devalues it for other people yeah. who have done it. And it, it takes um, so much of the experience out of it. Whereas in, you know, like retail, most of the stuff that you get with a lot of money, like you need money for I mean, there's a lot of things you can buy with buy with gold in retail, right? But there isn't like a prestige to it, right? Like, may, I mean, I guess maybe like that big old mammoth or whatever. But like for the yeah, most like part, the there just really isn't. Yeah. Um, there's not like it. I don't have I don't have a ton of gold. I can buy like my flasks every week for the raid, and that's like fine. But nobody th there, there's not like any particular feeling where I am like, oh, I don't have a lot of gold. Like, you know, I. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's not but, as big as like deal. classic. You write, you ride around in your mount, and you're like, "Oh, look at that guy! Look at that guy! Yeah. Look what they did!" People say for ages, and it's like a big thing of being able to afford, even to afford those raid consumes and stuff. And I've been talking about because we talk about it on the show sometimes here about addiction and um, and obsessing with the game and getting carried away. And I think, and you know, basically gaming affecting real life. I think on top of that, in classic, it opens it up for a, for a dangerous situation for people yeah. who are raiding. For example, consumes are a big part of raiding in classic, especially as the content gets more difficult. And consumes are expensive; flasks and shit are expensive. And if you get a situation where a guy can't afford, uh, where he can't afford, you know, consumes for the raid, uh, didn't have time, and I had a big week at work, when you can get it from the raid or from your guild, saying, "Dude, just buy a WoW token." sell it and um and buy the shit that you need then you can have people spending more more real life money potentially affecting their, their budget 
um, upsetting more wife aggro potentially. It's there's a lot of shit that could come from this, yeah. you know. There's also a lot more potential for I think gold farming to become like a really harmful activity, right? Because um, in yeah. in retail there are so many different avenues. Like they've optimized like how you can get you know a lot of gold very quickly in that, and it's not it's not difficult to get a meaningful amount of gold in retail right now. Like it's not, you don't have to play for harmful amounts of time to do that. Um, but if you wanted to like farm and sell wow tokens in classic, I feel like that could be like very, very oh, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Far out. Yeah. It could go the other way then. Couldn't it? You could have people doing, yeah. Oh my God. I hadn't actually considered it the other way like that. So that's the other thing. And the only other one, which is a temporary, it's a temporary issue. Um, but it is the BO in retail, the BOEs at the moment. So we're getting, it's the first time yeah. in our history that we've had end game BOEs. You can have essentially the best game in the gear available for sale on the auction house and in retail with the wow token that effectively means you can buy top quality the best gear in the game with real life money effectively that's what you can do and it's the first time we've had it and hopefully it's not a slippery slope to 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 that becoming more and more i hope when we hit 90 that's just the the boes are a, are a tier below and we don't encounter this again it might be an oversight from blizzard it could be a step they could be testing the waters for what they want you know, to, to increase the monetization of the game. We'll have to wait and see. This is, this is the first that I had heard about the wow token stuff. Um, it does kind of make me think, um, you know, so I, I'm a business journalist, like that's my job. I listen to, you know, Activision Blizzard's investor calls every quarter. You know, I hear, I hear them stop, you know, using subscriber numbers to talk about things. And I hear them having, you know, this, this, this quiet year of transition last year where, you know, Activision Blizzard lays off 800 people. And um, it's just th things are a little scary there right now, it seems. And I, I'm hoping that like between, between classic doing so well and between, in between Shadowlands coming out this year, I hope they can kind of get on track. I hope we don't, this is kind of making me, making me worry. I hope we don't see kind of the, the the worries and and the the desires of the investors start to creep further and further into world of warcraft in in ways that are not uh player friendly yeah like more of those business decisions and chasing the dollar rather than um you know the fundamentals of a of a good game yeah yeah i'd be interested Ooh. to see i suppose you could see it on the numbers couldn't you see it on the profits that since since We've had classic. Um, I suppose new subs would be would be the metric, wouldn't it, to to to, to work out um, or their bottom line, I suppose. Because I'm just thinking, because there's people like me, so I play classic, but they're basically not making any more money out of me because I've been subbed for years anyway. So right. they they've, they've brought classic out, but they're not necessarily making any more money out of me. In fact, right, probably making less because I'm not spending in retail. So. It's, I wonder how many people are in my boat or how many people have waited around for Classic and have just resubbed and it's like, bang, you've got me back. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have it in front of me right now. The problem is it's really, really, really hard to tell. Like we, I, I don't, I don't know that there's any way for us to tell. So they haven't given any kind of subscription numbers since Warlords of Draenor. Huh, surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they just have given no numbers. They say every time a new thing comes out, they're like highest subscription numbers since whatever. But like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything because we don't know what the numbers they're comparing it to are. Um, and then they they give their profits and they're like their revenue and stuff, but they don't split it out between Activision, yeah. Blizzard and King. Oh, and really? then within Blizzard, they don't split it out between like World of Warcraft, of Starcraft, Overwatch, all that stuff. So they just give like flat numbers. 
it's it's really like I have no idea how one would tell. I I, yeah, just, I, I just have no no clue. Yeah, um, they give yeah. they give like vague, vague things like I think the thing that Blizzard that Activision Blizzard does is they give like monthly active users for each like each like business arm. So like they give like Activision monthly active users and like Blizzard monthly active users, but which means again. literally nothing. Like yeah. who cares about that number because that's across multiple properties. So yeah, it's it's so hard to tell. I have no idea. I would assume that what Classic is doing, so I mean, assume they had like a big surge of people subscribing just for that. Like I think they did. I think they said all right. Yeah, okay. But I would also assume that what it's doing is it's helping retention, right? Because like right now there's a new raid out, well, a newish raid out that people are playing. But I bet during this, you know, kind of, you know, five, six month drought that we have um, before the next big patch of content comes in, I bet more people stay subscribed during that drought than would normally because they have this other thing they can jump on over to. And Blizzard would be smart. And I think they have been pretty smart so far about kind of balancing their content out between the two things. So they have like a new thing coming out in one while the other one is sort of in like a low period. And I think they're both playing off each other and, yeah. and both helping each other because this, it, it happened before BWL dropped so at the start of this year, whenever 8.3 dropped in retail, we had, I saw it in the guild and I saw it in Classic alone. A lot of people left class, temporarily left Classic to go back and check out 8.3. Mm-hmm, and I yeah. think we'll, we'll see it now with this, where there will be this 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 lull, content lull, and you'll probably see more back into Classic to point, and people will maybe switch between the two, which is awesome to have two games feeding off each other like that. That has a limited lifespan, I guess, until we run out of classic content if they do just keep it in its final state. Um, but it will, that's that's a couple of years down the track. I mean, the other thing is how long can this game keep going anyway? I mean, yeah. what, 20 years, dude? Like how long do we does this game? I, I don't know. It's, it's so crazy, isn't it? I, I am definitely a victim of sunk cost fallacy in that I never, ever want to give up my beautiful elemental shaman who I have worked on for so long. Yeah. But also there's a part of me that that kind of just wants them to scrap it and just do World of Warcraft 2 and just start everybody from the beginning, brand new world, fresh start, everything. Like n- none of this nonsense, just we're all where we are in the beginning in a nice new game that looks nice and new and has its own systems. And we have learned from the mistakes of the past and we're not going to just like pile systems on top of one another and a whole bunch of other things, but, but they won't, they won't do that. Right. Like, because the thing that they have now is working and there's no eventually reason to take it. Away. I mean, eventually they have to though. Right. Like they, they can't will, won't they? like they eventually they will. will that be whenever it's wow VR will that be VR then? I don't know. Oh, I VR, mean, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do like just a giant like dot hack or sort art online nonsense that'd be so good <laughs> i really don't know like i mean honestly it's probably not it's not crazy to think that five years from now people will still be playing wow in its current format or wow classic but you're talking about 20 years dude that's 20 years that game will have been out like it's just so crazy to think well, and though, it, it, it shows its age sometimes it's got yeah. some creaky bones i love it to death but every once in a while i'm like flying through some trees and i'm looking at the trees and i'm like wow these trees hmm yeah, I know. I mean, there's some things that I wish, I guess they're limited. Like, I guess they're limited kind of with the framework that they've got. But even the simple things, like I was talking to someone on Twitter about this recently. I said, what what character customizations would you like to see? And it's like, whenever we got Star Wars, whenever SWOTOR came out, one of the big things that they had, which I liked, fair enough, they got a lot of criticism that all of their races were essentially humanoids. They didn't have any, like, kind of weird aliens or anything you could be. Um, but 
they had body body shapes, body types. So you had like four different body types being mm-hmm. from like skinny to like, you know, heavy set basically and tall, short, whatever. And it just added a whole nother thing. So you had four for each uh, male and female and then, for, and then obviously multiply that out by the different species. And it's like with, wow, every time, you know, you roll a human male or something, even if you're a priest, the dude's like jacked. He looks like he yeah. benches four. Pounds, you know, and it's like he's wearing a dress, dude, and he's a priest. So some of the things it doesn't really fit in from an RP point of view. And I just wish they would get some more things like that in. Like, is it too late to implement that, or is that something they just wait until WoW two and then we get that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you look at like basically every other M- there. There are so many other MMOs out there. None of them, I think, have have quite touched World of Warcraft success. I mean, we don't know because nobody give nobody gives numbers in this business. No. It's frustrating um but like playing like final fantasy 14 or uh elder scrolls online or anything like that like you have you can see the difference between an mmo that has come out in the last you know like x amount of years or has has had a major update in the last x amount of years as opposed to world of warcraft um and just the kinds of things that technology can and has done since since then and like what development can do just in terms of everything from character customization to world building to how quests are structured to how like how boss fights can work um yes and and how much faster like i played i played guild wars 2 for a while and there are things in that battle system that are like wow i wish i wish this was in world of warcraft this is freaking cool i love this um but it can't be because that's not how the system works. And that's not to say, like, I mean, there, there's a reason why World of Warcraft is still successful. There are many reasons why World of Warcraft is still successful and can't really be taken down. There, nothing has ever replaced it, right? Uh, but there, I still think there's, like, a lot of things that could learn from all these other games or e- not even necessarily learn, but just 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 take it take advantage of the fact that technology has happened since 2000, what, 2003, 2004, whatever year it was, Um like there's so much more that they could potentially do now, but I think that they are just stuck on whatever old system they are on now. And they can't, they can't, they can't overhaul the whole game to make it work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. Did you play, um, did you play Elder Scrolls online? I have, I have played Elder Scrolls online. I've played portions of it. I'm not. I tried, I tried, I was actually hyped. I was really fucking hyped for whenever that was coming out because we were, in a bit of a, I can't remember where it was in WoW's life cycle, but I was kind of done with WoW. Everybody, the guild was falling apart on SWOTOR to kind of run its course. And when I was really hyped for ESO, and then I tried, started playing it, and I was like, damn, it just, I don't know. And I just thought I'd get your thoughts. Why do you think it missed the mark? Like it went nowhere. It went free to play within a year, didn't it? It, it really fell apart. Yeah, I I have not played that much of it honestly. I played uh I played the Somerset expansion when that came out and my big takeaway then was, wow, why is World of Warcraft not doing this thing where I as a new player can automatically play with people who are max level and everything just scales. Um, yeah. which I think World of Warcraft is basically doing kind now. of doing now. Um like kind of doing, but, yeah. but at the time like that was just that was just baffling to me. That was that was wild. That was so cool. Um yeah, I don't know. I it's hard to say like comparatively i think i don't know i don't i don't think i've played enough of elder scrolls online to say why it specifically didn't do as well i think i think world of warcraft has a lot of things going for it um and a lot many of those things are nostalgia 
Like, I think there's just something very familiar about it, even if you're coming back to it after like five five years or something. Um, yeah. and the character's still there, and you still kind yeah. of remember how to play them, and you remember where everything is, and you feel like just naturally comfortable with it. I think there is kind of that sense of comfort that people come back to. Um, and just the fact that so many other people have had experiences in it and have played it or are currently playing it. And so it's very easy to find people to share those experiences with, whereas as like everyone else is kind of scattered across all the other MMOs out there, right? Like, you know, Guild yeah. Wars and Blade and Soul and, and Elder Scrolls and Final Fantasy, like all these others. Um, so I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what, I, I don't feel like Elder Scrolls has done terribly. I do think that free to play is kind of the new model for MMOs now, though, right? Like so many of them are doing that. Or I think you have to, either yeah. either free to play or like pay pay a set amount. Like like subscriptions for MMOs are not like World of Warcraft. I think is the only big one still doing that. Yeah, I think the subscription. It's funny because I I thought that subscription model was going to go away in gaming. I I thought that was going to go away back when I was playing Star Wars. No one free to play. And I thought, yeah, there's definitely going to be something a little more dynamic in the way that people will be funding these games. But in recent years now, I've just noticed in the past just two years, really, a huge increase in subscription um, in subscriptions in other areas of life. So like yeah. we in Australia, we were late getting Netflix, but like Netflix came over here and it was a massive market shake up in the market because before that we just had the equivalent of like cable TV and it was really quite expensive. Um, so like all satellite. So we had that and it was like almost 10 times the price of Netflix. So like Netflix has come in. Then we've had a lot of the Aussie um, TV companies are doing it. So there's like three different, you know, of your same $10 or $15 a month ones that we can get here in Australia. Then there's Disney Plus have thrown in now with, with that. They're making a splash. I'm playing um, the damn PlayStation. The PS4 is the first one you had to pay to get online, whereas previously yeah. that was just Xbox. Wasn't it? So now, now everyone's I'm, doing that. Yeah, so now you're paying for the, for access online on the PlayStation. I'm paying for internet, all of the TV services. Then, you know, Spotify, um, you know, Spotify, bloody Pandora, whatever else, any of your music streaming services. YouTube are constantly hammering me to try and pay them 15 a month. It's there's so many things that it's that it's it's going to that the way that the world seems to be going more towards it, but gaming, I think less people are are inclined to pay subscriptions, I think. I think it depends on what you're getting. I think I think gaming is actually seeing subscriptions take off, but not not the way MMO not the way World of Warcraft does them and not the way MMOs have done them in the past, right? Like because M MMOs are hard. They're they're hard to get people to come to, but once you're there, they hook you. Yes. Um, so I think a subscription model on it, like World of Warcraft has been doing it for so long, but a subscription model on a brand new MMO is a really hard sell, right? Like, oh, pay $15 a month for something you don't know if you'll like, as opposed to what we already do, which is pay like, you know, $20, $60, however much you're paying for this video game. And then you just own it and you never have to pay again. Like, I mean, that's more money up front, but it's just, it's more like buying a game and it's more what people are used to. But we're seeing subscription services. Um, like Xbox Game Pass has been huge the last like year and a half, two years or so um, because because Xbox has been pushing it really hard. Uh, that seems to be doing really well. Like Apple Arcade just came out. Now there's a subscription service for mobile games. Google Stadia doing terribly, but still on a subscription model for some reason. Um and then we're also seeing it in like individual games too. Like uh, Nintendo's been experimenting with subscription models in uh, some of its mobile games, like Mario Kart Tour and a few of the other things. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And then, 
I mean, I don't know. You can even argue that like Fortnite's battle pass is sort of a subscription. I mean, it doesn't auto renew, but you basically you pay $15 every couple months to get X content or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they probably do have a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's that whole, that whole subscription thing. It's, it depends on what you're getting, right? Like it's, if you can convince people that the thing that they're, that they're, they're getting a ton for this very small amount of money, like, like the way Xbox game pass works is you pay this amount every month and you have access to just all these games. Right. And it feels, these are all like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, $60 games. It feels like these games are free. You you lose access to them if you stop subscribing, but it just feels like they're free. You have all these free games, basically, even though well, that's not, not really a bad free. way to do it. That's kind right. of like Amazon, Amazon Prime, isn't it? For yeah. books and stuff. I mean, that's 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 good. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have an issue with that. I, but you can't I think make World that, of Warcraft be like that, right? Like you can't make World of Warcraft feel free. <laughs> no, no. But I think I think they're getting better with MMOs are getting better with the previous expansions and stuff now, aren't they? Yes. That you're not paying. Because I'm sure there was a time when you had to buy the previous things. I'm sure I was buying previous. Oh yes, expansions. there was. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. Um, even if you come up, come back to it, but it was. I think what really started to get to people, I think, when Swotor, ESO, and some other ones did it, where it was basically the triple dipping. It was the box price, your triple A box price of a hundred bucks or one hundred twenty bucks in Australia for it, which is a lot of money. Um, then you've got the monthly subscription, and then they have a cash shop as well. So it's like mm-hmm. the triple triple revenue streams there i mean it's it's scummy like a lot of people look at that just think it's so scummy and especially with games like eso then that kind of like the collector's edition was really expensive i was thinking of buying that because i thought me and the guys were going to play it and then it ends up not even liking the game so um it's risky isn't it yeah it is and you i i think that there was a big pushback um in the last couple years against just really overly aggressive monetization just in games in general um we had the big pushback against loot boxes now loot boxes is like a dirty word and if you say your game has loot boxes everyone's like no 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 we don't want that um but that i mean just like microtransactions in general cash shop kinds of things um people are real i mean it's it's different depending on where you are right like i know in china and japan like gacha mechanics and cash shops are like a much more acceptable thing um just like in different in different regions and stuff but like at least at least in the u.s like we know absolutely not and so everyone's had to be a little more clever in trying to convince players that the thing that they are buying is actually worth it and it is interesting to see world of warcraft still i i guess the subscription model is still working for them like i i don't know what they would conceivably change it to but no other yeah. MMO is doing it that I that I am aware of. So yeah, I don't think they'd be. Uh, yeah, I don't think they would change what they've got that's working for them. And I'll I'll give it to my think a lot of the other stuff they're doing a good like opening up the the paid services and things like that. I and the WoW token and everything. I think that those things are good. Uh, to be honest, I think some of the shit's a bit overpriced. I think it's yes. a little overpriced, especially in Australian dollars. I was looking at some of the things because recently I was going to move some tunes around. And if you want to do a server transfer, I was looking at like a server transfer because I needed a horde tune. So it was like server transfer plus faction plus um, uh, race. And it ended up being like 100 bucks or $105 Australian to move a tune. And I was like, oh, God, like just to – uh, it's it seems some of that I think is really is is quite expensive. I can understand the boosts, but for a lot of the other services, it's it's like come on guys, let people let people move around and and play the game the way they want. Yeah, it's it's too expensive. I and I don't yeah. think the prices have changed in ever in really. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. 
I've got one that's a little bit of a funny question, and then we'll go into something serious. So if you're ready. Now, I've asked this before because people know I do have a bit of an issue with it law-wise. With uh, Shadowlands coming now, we're able to roll any allied race as a Death Knight. Which one do you think, from a law point of view, is the most offensive combination of allied race Death Knight? Oh, man. Oh, that's... Oh, that's a terrible question for me. I, I don't know. Um, so the pandas. What because, makes like, none of the because none of the like more recent things had anything to do with like death knights, right? Like there shouldn't. I don't like like yeah, you're right. Like like Pandaren should not be death knights. That doesn't make any Mechanos, sense, dude. Mechanos. Yeah. Oh, and now we, we, have we have allied races now too. Yeah. Whoa. Like the Volpera, the 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 Moose Torin. Whoa, <laughs> no. the 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 um oh the oh, man I'm, 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 I'm sounding ridiculous on a podcast now i can't remember what anything is called uh the 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 elves the nightborn the elves from last the elves from last last expansion yeah the nightborn where were those people when the lich <laughs> well, king showed up like what uh, i guess uh, i guess uh, there's like a lore reason now right like now there's the lore reason is that bolvar they're gonna be bolvar death knights they're gonna be the the, the reason is gonna be that I mean, in nice between, death knights yeah so in between when in between where the player is now after we kill nazoth because because demi filled me in on this after we kill nazoth but before, um, before Sylvanas fucks him up in that trailer, that's when he was making all these death knights. So he's got had a big old party up there and got mechanomes and Draenei and everybody got them together. Why is he I- making death knights? Isn't okay. I mean, I I get that we're like buds with the death knights now, but isn't like raising death knights supposed to be like not a good person thing to do? Generally. Oh god, I don't know, dude. But I'll tell you what, mechanome death knights, boys, in a PvP server, kill on site, please. If you see one, <laughs> take them out. KOS. Oh, that's funny. I don't think I've played a death knight in a really long time. I think I play death knights whenever I want to. Whenever I think that I want to tank, and then I give up like halfway through. I mean, I don't know what level they start at now, but back when they used to start at like level 55 or whatever, I think yep. they gave up halfway through like Hellfire Ramparts or whatever because tanking's hard. The only one I'm on for is the Kaltirans, dude. That fits. Kaltiran Death Knights, beast as a tank. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, doesn't it? It'll be, do you know the other thing that'll be interesting to see, won't it be when Shadowlands comes with those classes that start at a higher level? So Death Knights starting at 55, I think everybody's going to start at one again. So it'll be funny to see if the death knights do start at one and what about demon hunters dude imagine level one demon hunter running around an elwyn forest how funny would that be <laughs> level one demon hunter with, one the ability. Ju- with the little jumps with the little jumps <laughs> so funny and like, and like little little leather armors i'm so excited to see if that's what on happens. the roof of the goldshire inn oh my god the speaking of that Odaris dragged me in there last night oh god Drags what? into moon god. What? Oh, yeah. what? Why is she having all these fun adventures with you? Tell her to bring me along. She I know. On stream next time we'll do it on stream too. She was looking to get get score some ERP action, but that's a whole nother thing. We're not here to discuss that. We're <laughs> not here to discuss spicy Saturday night. Um, now, a serious question, if we can change gears for a second to about a serious question, which I've asked few people recently, is balancing wow and life do you have any comments on how you do it or some tips for some people out there who may get a little bit carried away a little lost and uh, start their real life starts to take a back seat to wow or gaming in general yeah it's really hard and i i i think i have like a particular problem right because i do have to play video games for my job 
fairly often. And so it's it, it becomes not only balancing like WoW in real life, but also WoW and other video games. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think... I think the actual physical act of like walking away from wow for like a period of time, like if you know, if you know you're in a situation where you're like, wow, I am playing too much of this game right now. This is like, this is not fulfilling me. This is not making me happy. I am in like this, you know, grind cycle where I'm not happy, but I can't seem to stop. Um, Like set a set amount of time to walk away, whether that's like, I mean, depending on how into it you are, whether that's like a day or a couple days, or like maybe you just don't go to like the one next raid or the, you know, the one next thing or like the next week, or you just set like a period of time and you just, you don't play and like specifically set yourself other things to do. And then even if you go back to it at the end of that period of time, like you have just spent that time away and you have taken a breath and you can come back to it fresh. And then, you know, maybe you keep playing and maybe you're okay, but maybe you also have this other idea where you're like, Oh, the stuff that I was doing during that time that I was not playing. Wow. Was actually really good too. And maybe it's a good idea to kind of have a balance between these things. That's, that's kind of where I ended up falling. Cause I did, I raided really, really hard um, at the end of warlords of Draenor um, and into the beginning of uh, Legion. Um, that's right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the correct expansion order. Um, yeah. And I, and, and I did that and I, I had a really good time and I loved it. And that, that's when I was hanging out with Orderis. Like that was, that was like my favorite team that I've ever played with. We, we played so well, we had so much fun. We had so many good, good, like goofs. They were, they were and are some of my favorite and closest friends. Like I love them very much. Um, but also I was playing way too much world of Warcraft. Um, and about halfway through Legion, I had, I like, I like had to stop because yeah. work had gotten to be too much and life had gotten to be too much. And I, I, something had to give and the thing that gave was wow. And so I unsubscribed for like, I think like six months. I think I missed a raid tier total. And I spent that time with friends and family and playing other video games. And I did come back. Like, I mean, I love wow. I came back. I love playing it. I love the people that I play with. Yeah. Um, but I had a different kind of a different outlook on it. And I ended up, I I spend less time with it now. Like I log on for raids. I log on to, you know, play through story content and, you know, just sort of see what all's going on. But it's very much a, huh, I like, wow, I want to see what's going on today. It sounds fun. And not a, oh my God, I have to log on now and start grinding. Like, I mean, it's been around for so long now that a lot of the people that play are busy adults now. And we have these lives to balance. And, like that's okay. It's okay to play World of Warcraft differently. I think it's more accessible to people who yeah. play it in a more chill manner than ever. Even classic is because there's no there's no rush. There's there's no race to beat anybody that's anymore. Right. It's like, it's gonna be around for a long, long time, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a- I think I have like a level like thirty one too and on a classic server and I will level her up eventually and that's like fine. It's it's like fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's the other thing just on that point as well, which is why this hardcore challenge in classic has been good because although it sounds, it sounds incredibly difficult and punishing, it's, it's accessible in a super casual way. So even someone who there's people who have come over from retail that have done it, have started doing it. And it's like, you'll make a turn and just level to level five or six. And that's a little accomplishment in itself. And then you leave that for a while, get some rest experience, come back and you play on a little hour and that little nugget, everything mm-hmm. is important. Every little level that you get or every time you get yeah. a gear and it, it's ended up making it 
super um, super casual friendly. So for people to play classic, probably the way it was meant to be played or intended to be played in a slow way of looking around and doing the quest and being super careful rather than if someone wanted to play WoW Classic now, it would be get boosted through dungeons like crazy, AOE grinding, get up to max level, get you check, you need your pre-bis, pre-raid bis, get all of your gear, get in here, get this gear, get in there. And, you know, it's this, it's I put a lot of pressure on, on people. So I think now it's good to have ways like that to play it in, in, a, in a casual way. Yeah, I would also assume that a mode like that would you, you're you're being forced to play cautiously in a yes. very like specific way, yes. and so it's it's both more stressful, but also I would think in some ways like like less stressful because you're not you're not constantly trying to push, you're just That's trying right. to it's like task task task. Yeah, it really is. It's just that it's a process. It's a process thing, and it's like you and then you're in control of it too. So you. You, it's kind of the sliding scale of risk risk versus reward and how much your patience would be. So you can be five levels or four levels over for every area that you're in and you're getting less XP, but it's safe. Or you can try and be a little, have it play it a little more spicy, get more XP uh, at level, but you're at more risk of death. So it's, it's it changes a lot and, and, you know, it's a lot more personality driven, I guess, for who you are too. So interesting but people get onto that anybody wants to i've got the rules up in my discord and everything get in touch with me too if you've got any questions about it and um we want to see some more people doing that it's been just absolute ton of really fun cool. very cool i'm still trying to get odaris onto it i think she's waiting with this there's talk of doing duos they're talking of doing hardcore duo challenge duo leveling oh. challenge where basically if one person dies both die so you've got your life in the hands of your friend and i think that will open up a whole lot more possibilities as well make it much easier obviously but yeah. i think it'll more friendly for people and and then you've got these kind of class combinations of what you go for you know heal dps double dps like tons of different options so we're going to figure that out um okay awesome now what we're going to do i've got a button i press we've got one sounder on the whole show that is to signify the (laughs) that is to signify the standardized questions that we do where people can judge you as a player and as a person. So question <laughs> question one, Horde or Alliance? Horde. Okay, question two, PvP or PvE? PvE. <laughs> okay, okay. Classic or retail? Uh, retail, retail. Okay. Now I think I know the answer to this. Worst expansion ever? Oh... Uh... I'm not going to say Warlords. I don't like Burning Crusade. Because I raided in Warlords. The raids were good. Okay. okay, Burning Crusade is boring and there's too much space. Oh, shit. Unpopular opinion coming in. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Shit. Okay. What would you implement in retail? Mm. Oh, man. I I would put legendaries back in. Holy like ra- shit. Random legendaries. I want Bladetrons cool. on random things in the in the world. I want legendaries back in. I don't care. Chaos. <laughs> okay, excellent. Excellent. Um favorite class. I mean shaman, yeah. Shaman, obviously. And now yeah. what and now this one, favorite race. Mm, I play Tauren. But mm, I think right now it might be well. You know, you know what? It's the high mountain torrent, very specifically. High mountain torrent. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's nice. 
Yeah. We will allow it. Um, now, this is my favorite question. In the original Azeroth zone, if you remember back, original world of Azeroth, any of the zones that we've got there, if the war was over, you've got your shaman, where would you go and retire? You're not fighting anywhere. You've got to live out your days in peace and harmony. Where would you go? Hmm. I don't want to be cliche and say Mulgar because it reminds me of where I live, but... <laughs> Mulgar is nice though, oh, dude. I'm it is really nice. It's really pretty. No, you know, well, you know, I'd go. I don't play a dwarf, but I, I'd go hang out. I, I'd go hang out, hang out with the dwarves up in the snowy mountains, man. That Do you think really so? Great. You're not afraid of the snow? No, I like the snow just fine, and they've got like okay. all these nice warm tunnels and warm fires they and do. lots warm of good beer and, the snow, and everything. Yeah, man, and the beer yeah, that'd be everything. okay. That'd be okay. Maybe okay. I change my mind later. Maybe I get too cold, but maybe to go back to Mulgar, move, move home. I'm yeah, coming maybe. up. Um, okay. There's something really romantic about up, being up there. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Cold outside, nice warm fire, and a big uh, mug of ale to go with it. Um, tank heels or DPS? DPS. Okay. Three answers, three options here. Classic plus, BC, or nothing at all. Classic stays classic. What do you think the progression is What is be? classic plus? I don't actually know. So classic plus is the idea that there's a ton of content and things that were going to be cut content, basically, that was going to be put into classic to get that, that it wasn't made, put, put in time because of BC. So it's like ah. to get that happening or raids and things, end game content that is in keeping with classic, much like how RuneScape, old school RuneScape is, where it's very much in keeping with the game, but it's new content. Mm, that's really tough. You know what? That classic plus idea doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, that. They've done it well in old school RuneScape. Yeah, so you never- you, honestly, it was you making the RuneScape comparison that got me because I do, I have uh, I have the old school RuneScape um, on mobile and I've started yeah. playing that. And yeah, they have done a good job. I, yeah. I can find that, yeah. The other thing, how they could do it law-wise for all the law people out there, they could easily do it in an alternative timeline type thing similar to uh, to warlords it's like what if deathwing never came what if any of this stuff didn't happen and we didn't have cataclysm we didn't have the lich king you could go in an alternative timeline it could be one of those things like what is it the the bronze dragonfly whoever the time people are where it's like they're in they're supposed to be the keepers of time dude they could do it that yeah. way you never interested oh, i like that i like this i want this to happen classic plus we got we got a one plus. Plus. Hell yeah. Am okay, I the only cool. one? I'm sorry for my unpopular opinions. I'm actually very bad at video games. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Now, who's the best villain? Who's the best villain in the series in well, World of War? It's not Sylvanas. Um, it's not her. Uh, hmm. Oh, these are. I don't, I don't think about these things on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> And you didn't have time to prepare. Some of the other guests prepare for this. You no, didn't I didn't. I didn't think about this very hard. Um, you know what? I actually, I actually liked Garrosh as a villain up until the end of Pandaria when okay. everything kind of got sour. Actually, mm, no, wait, he's not a villain, is he? No, never mind. Well, uh, I mean, it's probably the Lich King. That's probably like the correct answer, right? Like Arthas is the Lich yeah, King. That's probably the correct kind of answer. Um, but I really, I, I have a soft spot for Garrosh. Um, Garrosh's okay. arc, like I thought that was good and well done i've said that but yeah (laughs) now flipping that around the hero who's your hero 
Oh, my like? my hero is is Bane Bloodhoof. I love him. I'm, I'm a big okay. Torin person. I, I I've only ever played a Torin shaman, so that lore is like very close to my heart. Bane um, is cool. Bane is Thrall cool. Thrall sucks. Yep. Respect. Bane is cool. He's definitely he's actually uses his Bane brain. Cool. He does. Yeah, he wears big totems on his back like a cool person. Huge totems. Carrying giant, around, stupid, like like <laughs> completely inconvenient, useless. Cannot totems. walk They're through great. doors. Don't go through doors, fam. No way. Really I did like Yorel also. Sorry, I know, I know these are not multiple answer questions, but I liked Yorel a lot. I wish she had a greater role. Now, this is a new question that's been added today, thanks to the lads over at Charactercraft. What do you think was the best, which for you personally, the best cinematic you've seen in relation to WoW? Um, cinematic trailer, cutscene, something that really got you pumped, say, for a new expansion or for the content that you're playing at the time? Ah. I get excited. I get excited every time there's like a new. I get excited I mean, every single BlizzCon. Sh- oh man, the Shadowlands was the Shadowlands one was sick, wasn't it? I mean, oh, I didn't like that because I don't care about Sylvanas really. Oh, oh no, you know what? You know what? The best, the best thing was it was um the the recent. Oh, God, and I'm just gonna like forget everybody's name because I'm on the spot right now, um, and it's gonna be really awkward. It was um during this last expansion, um the thing. God, I've just lost my mind. With what's what? What did we with the orc and the troll? What what did they name the troll? The 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 troll friend, um, Zappy Boy. What was his name? I can't. I remember it now. What was oh, his God. actual name? <laughs> this is so bad. People are yelling at their radios. Rebecca, what are we doing? I know. I feel really bad. Um, it, it was with him and uh, God, I've just I've just like lost my mind. I like know this guy's name. Vulgar. No, not Vulgin. No, no, no. What? Hold on. We're Googling. We're Googling. Yeah, I'm Googling it because Zekan. Zekan was his name. Um, and him and Saurfang had this whole thing going on. And it was it's the cinematic that they did where Saurfang wanted to quit and Zappy Boy was like, no. And then they took their shoulder, they took their shoulder pieces off, and everybody else took their shoulder pieces off. And it was oh, a whole big yeah. thing. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, so I then, say that that thing like really moved me that I can't remember anything that happened in it, but it was it so was really bad. good and it felt good. And there was like a moment where I was like, it's because I have not, we haven't even talked about this. We don't, probably don't have time to get into it at all. I have not liked this expansion for the Horde. Nobody in the Horde has liked this expansion's like story. I have just like tuned it, like the Horde Alliance parts yeah. out just completely because it's just been absolute bogus. I don't like Sylvanas anymore. I used to think she was okay. I don't like her anymore. I don't, I don't like where the story has gone but that like that like little movie was kind of a moment of like okay the horde is still the horde because like i didn't join them to be a bad guy i joined them to be kind of like this scrappy misunderstood kind of rough and tumble person who's still like fighting for the planet right and i can't do that when i'm committing war crimes so (laughs) true story (laughs) true story holy shit okay (laughs) <laughs> who Sorry. would you like to meet in Shadowlands? So you know, in Shadowlands, we're going to meet people who have who have who have passed away, basically. So who would you like to meet and have a talk to? Fallen oh. heroes, friends. Mm. Who's died? Who's died? I mean, Nazgrim. I, mean, I want to meet Nazgrim. Nazgrim. Who's that? I was. 
was so sad when we killed him. Um, he, the, oh God, the, and the lore people are going to scream at me too. Um, General Nazgrim as uh, an orc uh, dude with the horde. Um, he was like a quest giver. Like he, he has his whole own story, but he right. was a quest giver through like, um, you know, a whole bunch of different expansions. I think he had a pretty like sizable, like, I think he was around in like Lich King and did a few other things. Um, but he was, uh, he served under Garrosh and he was, I think like, he was one of the fights in Siege of Orgrimmar and you end up killing him, I think, right? Like he's dead. I think that's right. I think he's dead. I'm gonna, I got to check and make sure he's dead now. I'm going to feel really bad if he's not dead. You look into it after this. Holy shit. Oh, no. He, he's never mind. It looks oh, like my he's been Lord. brought back into. He was dead, but now he's been brought back into undeath. Well, that's disappointing. Um, anyway, I hope we can solve that in Shadowlands. Yeah, um, he's, he was one of the Horde Generals, um, but okay. he, he showed up in a whole bunch of different quest lines, and then you kill him in Siege of Orgrimmar. And it's a really, really sad fight, right? Because, like, he doesn't want to fight you. He, he doesn't want to do it, but he feels... He makes a choice to stay, in, stay loyal to Garrosh, which, because Garrosh is the war chief, and he feels like he's staying loyal to the Horde, which I think is a bad and amoral decision, but it's also really sad because you know that he's not a bad person and a lot of his fight involves him just like defending and you just like the whole raid just has to stand there and do nothing, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really sad fight. And I, I always hated that we had to kill Nazgrim, but apparently he's been brought back into undeath. So he's like one of the four horsemen now. So maybe, he, we, maybe he's just busy doing whatever that job is. I'll be but... looking into that. I'll be looking into that. But there we go. You will be able to meet him in Shadowlands. So your answer does work. Your answer does work yeah. after all that. Now, Jaina or Sylvanas, but the question, this is a three-part question. First part being, which one do you prefer from a character and lore perspective? Jaina. Jaina. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Now, in a fight, the mage versus the hunter, who do you think is going to win, Jaina or Sylvanas? Jaina has a giant ghost boat now, so it's still <laughs> Jaina. <laughs> now, can we... <laughs> Can we go three for three on Jaina? The final question being, final question being, if both of these ladies transferred to Moonguard and went to the Lion's Pride Inn, which, <laughs> who's going to make more money and tips? Who's going to get more ERP action, Jaina or Sylvanas? Um, I, my very practical answer is I think it's still Jaina because Sylvanas is in the Horde, and if she's at the Lion's Pride Inn, she can't communicate with anybody there. Um <laughs> Nobody can trade her gold. It's not gonna actually work. Um, not work too well. But but the, the the real answer probably is Sylvanas because people people really like her. People are really into her. Everybody thinks that like Jaina's a dreadlord or something. People don't like Jaina, but people really like Sylvanas for some reason. Even though she's just like maniacal now. I think a lot of guys like a bad bitch though. I think that could be part of it, you know. And, yeah, and Jaina's but a little... uh, uh, like like bad bitch is like cool, but war crime bitch. I just <laughs> it's true. Oh, shit. It's so true. It's so true. Oh, my God. Well, that concludes our questions. That concludes our questions. Now, I do have... This is a bonus thing that I wanted to ask you. What a simple, simple bonus question. Odaris has brought me over to the dark side. I actually have a foot pedal that I use now. Oh, no. Um, do you have a foot pedal as well? No. No, I don't <laughs> have this. She also... I assume she's told you that she, like, plays this game in, like, a wooden kitchen chair, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> she told you that? She has actually told me that. 
Yeah, she plays. I no, I have a comfy, normal desk chair, and I play this game with a nice mouse and a nice keyboard and, and a nice know, pair. Of, no, no foot pedal. I the foot pedal. I thought, no. the, I thought the foot pedal. That was the two hundred IQ play. I thought it was going to take me to the next level. I'm doing a push to talk on there. I've got my pally bubble, defensive cooldowns on there. No, no, oh, no. dude. She did tell me though that you that you like to raid in soft pants. Would you like to tell the listeners? Why has she told you so much about me? This is very strange. It's just PJ pants. It's just PJ pants. They're, they're my soft pants. I don't. I, I dress down for raids. I'm up dressed down right now. I got on my soft pants, my soft hoodie. Soft pants, lads. There we go. Soft oh pants. man, yeah. Well, I've actually had to start putting a shirt on since I've been on stream lately, so uh, I don't know what it's like. Definitely casual casual attire now the final thing one thing do you mind telling us about the wow cookbook what happened oh, there yeah. tell us a story. yeah oh good i'm glad i'm glad you're asking about this and not the bra um i was worried <laughs> that was going to be the last question um no uh back in oh geez this must have been 2017 i think christmas of 2017 um i, I obviously was a person who played world of warcraft then um, and I had started trying to cook. Like I, I did not grow up in a household where cooking was like in the house was a thing. Like we went out to eat or really? fast food or did frozen food. Oh yeah. Very, very Midwest American, but not cooking. Um, Got you. yeah. So just did not grow up with a culture of cooking. Didn't really know how to do much more than like boil water. Um, and I had been trying, um, cause I, you know, I was living on my, I was, I was living like as an adult and I was like, you know, trying to do adult things. Um, and I was given the world of Warcraft cookbook for Christmas and it was cool. And I was having my parents over for Christmas. So this is on Christmas Eve on Christmas day, I was going to have my parents over. Um, and I was going to make a Turkey and I had done the regular Turkey prep, right? Like I had, I had like put it, it was, it was thawed correctly. Yeah, and I had nice. like various Turkey ingredients, but I hadn't really settled on a recipe yet. I just knew that I wanted to do something very simple. And I just, I sort of panicked that morning and I realized I really should have thought about what I was actually going to do beforehand. And I opened up and the world of Warcraft cookbook has this picture of this glorious Turkey on the front. And I opened it up to that Turkey and it's a really easy, an easy, you know, as easy as a Turkey is, but for a Turkey, a very easy recipe and I did it and it was delicious. And then like over the no next shit. few weeks, yeah, it was amazing. Like over the next two weeks, I started making more recipes out of that cookbook, just like flipping through it and be like, oh, this one's cool. I'll make this. And after a couple of weeks, I realized that I had knocked out about like 10 or 12 or so of the recipes in there. And there are a total of a hundred. And I don't know what possessed me, but I just looked at the table of contents with the list of recipes. And I was just like, you know, I can make all of these. Oh um, my God. And I did. And it's I did. Like so achievement I made, hunting is like achievement hunting. Gotta I did. I made every recipe in the World of Warcraft cookbook. Um, I wrote an article about it for PC Gamer. Um, if you, I, I'm pretty so sure if you just Google World of Warcraft cookbook and like the first result for like one of the first oh, results shit, is for PC Gamer, and that's it. my article. I'll link that in the show um, notes for sure. It's it's a good it's it was it was a very good cookbook. It was delicious. Um, I since then have made a thing out of cooking my way through video game cookbooks. So uh, last year I did the Elder Scrolls cookbook. I cooked every, I think there were almost 70 recipes in that, maybe a couple no more shit. than 70. I did every recipe in that cookbook. And then at the moment I'm working through the Mother's Cookbook, which is for Earthbound. I'm about, I'm not quite 20 recipes in. I think there's 68 total in that one. Um, and I think That's after so that cool. I'm doing the Legends Cookbook, which is Legend of Zelda. 
So yeah, I That's I love so it. The World cool. of Warcraft cookbook is the best one I've done so far, though. It is really genuinely good. Chelsea Monroe Castle is a gem and a really really good chef. That's so badass. You know, I did it one Christmas. I did the Game of Thrones cookbook and i did That's some of those which Monroe were... castle too it's the same author oh is it that was Ooh. so good the, the game of thrones one was exceptional some of the ingredients were a little hard to find where we are here it's not a super it's not like a super high culture area for finding um like weird and wonderful ingredients but i did the things i did uh, that i could and uh, i'll definitely try that wow and that's so cool links it's, will it's be in really the show good. It's, it's much easier to find ingredients for that one i have the game of thrones cookbook as well um, I have, I'm not going to cook my way through that one. That one's got some stuff in it that I, I, I don't really, I'm a very adventurous eater and a very adventurous chef, but I, I don't really want to cook snake. I don't really want to have to figure that one out. Um, no, sir. That, no. That's in the Ooh. Game of Thrones cookbook. Um, there's also a Hearthstone cookbook that she did. That's really good. Um, it's that one's mostly like half of it is alcoholic drinks and the other half is bar food, but it's all really good. So if you really like like mixers and alcohol and stuff, that yep. one's fantastic. Hell, uh, dude, I'm going to check that out. I'm, I'm going to check out the Zelda one as well. That's so cool. That's badass, isn't it? That one's not technically, I think that one's not technically out yet. That one got kickstarted and that's why I have a copy of it, but it will copy be out it. eventually. It will it's, be eventually. No, that's I think very it's like cool. like the though. Yeti or something will be selling it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to need to wrap this deal up because we're running long. Now, what we do now, we do a little shout-outs, community love. So you go first, shout-out anything and anything that you want, where people can find you online. Um, shout-out guildies, friends, whatever. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Duck Valentine. Um, I'm also a video games business journalist. I write for gamesindustry.biz. If you liked the part where we talked about Activision Blizzard financial calls. That's basically what I do all day. Um, so you can go, you can go read games history at biz. Uh, they do really good work about the the business of video games. Um, also, um, all the love in the world to my old guild ranch blasted wherever they have been scattered to the winds and my current guild on Hygel and CGB, who is going to raid tonight and hopefully we will kill something. Hell yeah. Well, it's funny you say Ranch Blasted because the only two active players in that guild at the moment is me and Ordaris. I got... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry little, about that. a little sad over there. She says you're co-GM, but um, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe one day we'll... Some, I've got some alts in there. Maybe we'll catch up one day. That'll be funny. Um, but yeah, we're still. she's still wrapping the tag. The tag's still out there, so good. that's good. That's good. Um, where you can find me on Twitter at people of Azeroth one, change the H to a one, um, people of Azeroth podcast at gmail.com in the discord. I'm finally going to give my discord thing out. Cause I've got it in front of me, Juno dash eclipse hash six, eight, zero one. Um, and what are the other things? Oh, Twitch dude, I'm Twitch. I'm streaming lads. I've only been streaming now for a week and a half. Get on to Get on to Twitch, please. Give me a follow on there. So it's twitch.tv slash Juno Eclipse. That link will be in the show notes as well. And you can find it on Twitter. Massive shout out again to all the Twitch subs, people supporting the channel. And uh, the emails, the love I've been getting, much appreciated. I've got some biddies in the stream this morning as well. Many thanks to Carenza and Sizzlord, I think, for that. So um, I really do appreciate all these things. Uh, I'm not here for um, for the money at all, but it's it's just super nice when you guys support me. Um, so there's those things. 
thank you. We thank you so much to Rebecca for joining us. It's been such a fun chat. We're an hour forty. Doesn't the time fly? Mm. Holy shit! Sarah, talk so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been brilliant, and I am actually going to check out your articles in future as well because I might even be able to use some of your real information for whenever I'm shitting on Blizzard for their scummy business practices. So <laughs> refer to those. Um, so that will be excellent. And with that, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Rebecca. Thank you all for joining.